Fantastic Forum, All Games Radio's premier comic book show and your live weekly show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum, coming to you live and direct from All Games Studio Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building on Skype. He is our intrepid senior reporter. He's next in line for the cowl. He's our resident Dark Knight detective. He's Oz. Noticeable uh, sound quality improvement this week. Okay, Tiger Claw, whatever you have to say. Uh, you know. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Um, last week we were number 10 on the list. And then the week we weren't on, we were number 6. <laughs> so that's how bad the quality was. <laughs> those, uh, those. The archive oh. sounds okay, though, but. Oh, jeez. Okay, look, a bunch of tiger claws in here. Like, everybody, look. No, I mean, I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying, like, you know, it's quantifiable uh, feedback. You know what I mean? All uh, I'm huh. saying is, I like turtles. <laughs> that other voice you hear is the backbone, the pillar, the strength, the fantastic form, our nigh invulnerable brawler, and rather the strong man, Moses Magnum. I do have to work on my radio voice, though. Got it. Got to be more like... Uh, you know, one of those old timey DJs, mm, like the soda shop guy. Yeah, or yeah. like even Ryan Seacrest does a good job with it. Yeah, well, we all aspire to be more like Ryan Seacrest. Not nah, man. <laughs> Shout out to Jay. He's not with us today, unfortunately. Uh, hopefully next week. But until then, this is fantastic for him. Oh, I should mention, my name is Lawrence Young. They call me Mayor Young. That's all you need to know. Nothing more. Uh, welcome. We got a great show for you today. We are going to give you a uh, spoiler-free review of Solo, a Star Wars tale. Also, we are going to be reviewing uh, The Hunt for Wolverine, number one. Uh, and we'll be bringing you the latest and greatest in comic book news, along with whatever else you all want to talk about. And if you want to know how it is that you can let Fantastic Forum uh, know what you want to talk about, we'll tell you in just a moment. But first, I want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and of course you all, the All Games community, 
for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. Uh, we'd also like to thank our sponsor, Jeffrey's Comics. It's LA's in the South Bay's best comic book store. You can get all your comic book needs met there. All you got to do is give them a call at 310-538-3198. There it is. There it is. Uh, if you want to get down Fantastic Forum, like I said, there are a few different ways to do it. First and foremost, the Skype line. Uh, Fantastic Forum on Skype. Go ahead. If you don't have it already, you can download it. Add Fantastic Forum to your contacts. Hit the green button. And right now you would be in the coveted fourth member spot of Fantastic Forum. So, yeah, that's happening. Uh, I don't think we're doing we're not doing a number today, right? Oh, uh, no. We can. Uh, for I mean to to call it. Ah, let's do it next week. Okay, okay. So let's not worry about that. Uh, but you can uh, jump into chat and let us know what you want to talk about. Which now we need you to do that via Discord. Um, huh? Actually, can they? They can't just jump into chat right now, huh? Like say if say if you don't have Discord downloaded right now and you're listening to us. Look, I, I had mean, this whole argument. They- Say what? I had this whole argument with with Tiger Claw a couple of days ago. It, Discord, it, I mean, it doesn't work right, and you can't just say, "Oh, I just just hop on this." Like you have to invite people. It's I, I don't like this damn thing. Well, I, I won't say Discord doesn't work right. I think Discord works fine. It's just the starting out time. Yeah, I mean, it, get, it takes a little getting used to. Yeah, it's not even. I mean, you don't even have to do that much to be a part of Discord outside of make sure you hit the right link i mean there is like a little bit of like okay we'll put in your profile or whatever but it's not that much it's not that's not even that much Mm -mm. like it's literally just your um your login information your username and if you want to picture that and then once you use um derek's link like you're in and that's it and if that's what the only thing you use it for you don't have to worry about anything right right so i would say uh if you're listening and you're like, hey, I want to, you know, be in chat, uh, you can probably go, oh, you know what? We should put it on the Fantastic Forum group page, huh? Like in, on. Um, no. Well, I mean, we can, but at this point, it, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, put it. It's cool. We'll do it next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it next week. <laughs> so just call us. Just use Skype. Why you got to be difficult? We're trying to help you talk about comics. Just, just jump on Skype. Uh, I had Discord already. I use it primarily for connecting with Splatoon people uh, to play Splatoon 2. It's pretty good for that. And we do like the voice chat there, even though it sometimes it's less complicated than the Nintendo app. But um, yeah, it's good stuff. Only because you can chat or talk. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. We're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about comics. Am I right, gents? Am I right? Yeah. (laughs) Damn it, Mo. You're bowling me over with your enthusiasm. I need you to relax. I'm curbing my enthusiasm. Not bad at that. (laughs) There it is. Okay. So um, I'm, I'm actually really excited to hear about both of your thoughts on solo because i didn't get to see it unfortunately i wanted to and um 
I just I just couldn't get there. Like the last few days have been challenging. I thought I was gonna get to see it yesterday, and it did not happen. And thus here I am. So, um, but let me ask you both this: When did you go, and what made you decide to go see it? Because obviously the box office wasn't necessarily set alight by the idea of going to check out Solo. Like Oz, when did you go see it? Uh, Saturday. Okay. And what made you decide, like, hey, I got to go see this, like, over on opening weekend? There's nothing else out. Got it. Done. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, I, was- I'd seen everything else I, that came out. It's- that was the movie to see. Yeah. Did you watch The Overboard? I saw, I, I watched the original. Uh, that wasn't out this week. Well, there it is. I think it is. Hi. No. <laughs> Mo, when did you see it? I saw it Thursday night. Really? You went like opening? At either Thursday or Friday. I think it was Friday. Okay. No, it might have been Thursday. Yeah, I think it was Thursday. Now, what made you decide to go like super early? Because you're usually the last one to see all these movies. For yeah. Us. Well, no, not Star Wars. Usually, I'm, I'm for those, I'm right there. But. Um, it was, a, you know, M and Liz wanted to see it and I wanted to see it too. And I wanted to avoid, I didn't want to go on the weekend cause it is fucking Memorial day weekend, you know? Right. So I was able to find tickets at nine fifteen on Thursday night. I was like, wow. And it's not even assigned seating. So that means if we get there early, we get good seats. Right. And I walked in, man, there was nobody in there. And then when I was, we were watching it, like by the end when the, the lights came on and it ended, there was only 12 people in the theater. Wait, you mean, are you saying people were walking out of the movie? No, no, no. There Only 12 people bought tickets to that oh. showing. Wow. That's interesting. You should have hit me up. I would have went with you. Look, I didn't even, like, I, you know, you think Star Wars, you're not, it's like, hey, every man for himself, you know? Let's just all make sure to watch it so we could talk about it. You know what I mean? Hilarious. But yeah, because it's like it's gonna be packed. You know? Yeah. But and, uh, wasn't now that wasn't the case here, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. like I will say this. Um, Do we know what numbers did it hit? Like, I think ultimately it, it did break 100 million for the four day, but I I think that. It struggled like it was, people were over that three day weekend. I think it was a it was projected to make a hundred oh like just over a hundred million for those three days, and I think it was just barely over eighty five mil come like you know Sunday, and so it it's it's underperforming based on the projections. I mean, obviously eighty five million dollars. It, it, I mean, which, you know, and I'll get the numbers, the, the the hard numbers for you in a second. But obviously that much money for a movie in general is not a terrible thing. It's just that, you know, when it, when you start talking about, uh, you know, tentpole movies like Star Wars and now at this point uh, Marvel movies, uh, you know, the, the expectations are so high that you know you look at it and it's like that's a failure it it did less it made less money than justice league i believe yeah that should not happen like it like star wars 
ideally should be a big phenomenon. Only that when it was a phenomenon, all the movies were like 20 years apart. I mean, they weren't 20 years apart. They were three years apart, right? No, but like when Phantom Menace came out. Oh, got you. There were, you know, yeah, that's true. And then those those three were like, okay, that's the event. And then after that, nothing. Yeah. So The Force Awakens, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't count Clone Wars, but. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, some people say that it's, it's Star Wars fatigue, but I think, you know. Like, we all, well, I don't know about you, but, or Oz, but I know I had my reservations just based on the um, cast. Like, I thought the cast was bad until I watched it. Before you watched it? And yeah, how- like, I was, I was like, man, I had my, I had my reservation. I was like, ugh, my doubts, you know? And then, you know, like, is this guy going to be Han Solo-y enough, you know? And it's like, the way the movie kind of goes, he kind of turns into that, you know? Yeah. So it's uh, like even like like they could do it if it, I wish it would have done more money because that way we could have got, gotten a second solo movie. Well, I mean, it, was it set up in such a way that? Yes. Oh, OK. It felt like it felt like reading like Dark Horse comics. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. Wow. I, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was good. Like, I was surprised even, um, you know, Danny Glover, like. Donald Glover? Donnie Glover, yeah. Uh <laughs> not Danny. like he was good. Like he did a he, he basically did a, a Billy D. Williams impression with his voice the whole time. And that sold it because that's one of the key things. Like yeah, that's it makes he, it feel like a seventies movie. Well, like he he's the only one I expected to be good. Yeah, I didn't ex- I didn't think he was gonna be good. Him and maybe you know, Wo- uh Woody. He was pansexual. I mean, did did that even come up at all? Nah, man. I mean, he calls Han Solo darling once and then adorable, but it's just like a condescending, like, amogging type of thing. Gotcha. So it's not even like... I mean, if it is sexual, then there's some fucked up, like, dominance shit, but <laughs> I didn't get a sexual vibe from it. I'm looking uh, at an article right here, and it says that the early projections for Solo uh, were 130 to $150 million over the holiday weekend which is the four-day memorial day weekend uh it ended up actually pulling in uh 86.2 million over the three days and then 101 million over the four-day memorial weekend and it has a estimated production cost of 250 million so that's that's basically where solo ended up so far and i know overseas it didn't do great either made like yeah. 69 million overseas i don't know if it's opened everywhere yet but so far yeah i know um people op- were blaming you know everybody's blaming you know all the racists and homophobes and all that are blaming the chick that was in charge of it I blame Kathleen. I was in charge of what do you mean? Kathleen Kennedy? Like, she was in charge of uh, Lucasfilms, all the stuff that Disney did, you know? Like, she called the shots. And, you know, they say it's her leftist agenda that really, like, put the nail in the coffin for this. And I, I think, I don't think it's her leftist agenda, more so like she should have just kept the expanded universe intact and drawn from that. 
made better movies. Yeah. Seemed like she was kind of busy trying to explain stuff people always made fun of Star Wars for. Like the Kessel yeah, Run. Yeah, Right, but you don't need to do that. Like, even the Kessel Run, like, that was a little down, like, I don't get, like, it just still doesn't make sense after watching the movie. No, it makes sense to me. I mean, when so- when you hear Kessel Run, that sounds like a Grand Prix, like a race. Right, but they made it so you, yeah. like, you had to go the way they had to go. Like, there's one route, so yeah. that's why that's why Lando says, "Look, you can't you can't do it in under twenty four parsecs." And then, you know, he does but that thing whole, and the, cuts it in half. Right, but the reason they make fun of the Kessel Run is because it's measured in parsecs. Right, and this this and that's movie not tried to this. that that is fixed in this. He cut the distance in half by going through the most dangerous route. It's uh, still he, stupid, but they explain He's saying it. that the, the unit of measurement isn't correct. Right. Right. Basically, the, the Kessel Run is, to do it safely, you have to do it, let's say, 24 miles. He cut around, cut it in half by taking the most dangerous route that nobody has ever survived. Yeah, but parsecs and miles aren't. Yeah, in, in space, parsecs and miles might as well be the same thing. Not equivalent no. numbers, <laughs> but in space, you me- parsecs are measured the way miles are measured on Earth. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, okay. Well, hey. Either way, they they changed the uh, Kessel Run to be measured in distance, not not time, which is what everybody thought the original was supposed to be was it oh i did it in uh in this much time yeah oh 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 did were people thinking that it was a time measure that was the whole thing like they're yeah. using the wrong units of measurement for what the reference that they're doing that was the joke when he said i did yeah. it in this many parsecs people said well parsecs is a measurement of distance not time and lucas has been mocked for like 40 years for that Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. So this movie spent a good chunk expla- well, explaining that it's a movie. distance. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. But yeah, okay. and yeah, the the whole purpose of the movie does start to become, you know, let's let's fix some shit from from the originals, just like uh, they did with with Rogue One. Hmm. I see what you're saying. Like, but at the same time, though, can't can't that be construed as digging into the lore? Like, you know, because that I mean, that's what the prequels kind of did too, right? The prequels were like, I've right. been, I've been telling you all about this clone or mentioned this clone war, and you got everybody speculating on what this clone war was for all this time. Let me show you what the clone war was. You know, it's like we've been talking about this this friggin run that's kind of defined this character and you know it's it's the thing that he likes to hold up about how awesome he is let me show you the story of how he actually did this run the way he did the run like it, that's yeah that, it's cool oh okay it, and it's yeah. it's like there's there's so many of those points that this movie had to hit he had to meet chewbacca he had to get the dice he had to get the millennium he, falcon in yeah. a card game he had, everything. he had to learn how to drive sideways. Okay. I don't know what that means. 
Because, you know, he's always turning the Millennium Falcon sideways. Oh, okay. so They do like, show the origins of that. Yeah, exactly. He does it with a car. Spoilers. And, well, you're just out here. I shouldn't even go see the movie now, huh? No. <laughs> and to me, yeah, like, I liked it, the movie itself. Like, it was the good, the bad, and the ugly in space. It's really... Is, it's a good okay. heist movie, for sure. A good... It's heist a, movie. Yeah, it's a it's basically a heist movie. Yeah. And it's it's interesting because while it didn't perform the way that it was supposed to or the way it's projected, I don't know outside of like, you know, critics, I don't know any like just people that just, you know, what we like think of as just fans that went to go see it that didn't like it. And so I don't know. Like it I don't know. Well, maybe we'll get an additional take right here. Caller, you are fourth member. Tell the people who you are, where you're calling from, and what you think of Solo, a Star Wars story. Hello, I'm uh, Derek H. I'm calling from uh, Glendale, California. And uh, I liked I liked the movie. Cool. Yeah, my favorite part, of course, was when... Uh, when Lando Calrissian got on his knees and gave Han Solo a long, loving blowjob. <laughs> Spoilers. While, all while looking into the camera and winking while whispering, this is for you, SJWs. This is for you. <laughs> Was that the after credit scene? <laughs> oh. Made the movie for me. There it is. It's the only reason I went to see it. Hell, I... I the, it, it, they spent so much time on it, I figured that was the only reason the movie was made in the first place. So, so for, for Han, Han Lando slash fiction? Yeah. This is obviously what it was. <laughs> I feel bad that the movie didn't do well because it kind of... Like, it was... A, it it, it kind of showed that people are tired of it was a good movie. It was a solid movie. It was well done. There's, there was nothing uh, ostensibly bad about it that you can really point to and say this is bad. But I think it just didn't do as well as they thought it was because they got greedy and started throwing movies out there like crazy. Like every six months is a little, a little much. Now let me well, let me ask you all this question um, because. I know that people have been speaking about the proximity of of Solo to The Last Jedi and and how soon that movie came after the the other. Um, How much of Solo's box office take do you feel was hurt by it being six months out from the last Star Wars movie versus it just coming at the end of like a stacked month that had you know Infinity War and friggin Deadpool and like all this other stuff like basically kind of back to back to back like what what do you think Oz how much of that I think it was hurt a lot more by Deadpool the fact that it came out like the week before, like there, there yeah, are people I mean, that we hadn't seen that, and are like, well, I go solo or Deadpool. I'm sure it doesn't help that you know the 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 Blu-ray for Last Jedi just came out what a few weeks ago, 
Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe if this was um, Force Awakens where Han actually dies and he's fresh in people's mind, it would kind of work for 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 this movie, but um, mm-hmm. it it didn't help. That that a little bit of that fatigue fatigue probably didn't help, but I think it was more hurt by Deadpool being being such a good movie and just coming out a week ago. Yeah. What what do you think, Derek? I think if this came out in December, it would have done almost twice as much. I think people, the fact that it was a movie that wasn't like quote unquote important, it's a story that you you already knew, and that a lot of people probably saw as uh, as unnecessary. Mm. It, it was it that hurt it. it, and and then just the fatigue of sitting in the movie theater uh, after. After Infinity War, then then after Deadpool, it's like okay, I don't I don't feel like going back to the theater again. I'll wait. I'll see this on Netflix because Last Jedi is going to show up on Netflix this month, which is crazy. So obviously, uh, Solo is going to be out before the end of the year. I'll be just sit, sit at home and see it. I don't need to go to the theater. So so you really feel like it was more about its proximity to the Last Jedi than the other movies that came out around it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Star Wars used to be three movies ago. Star Wars was uh, a cultural it had a cultural impact where everybody was talking about it, and everybody had to go see it. And like, like people are waiting in line. And now they've made it so that it's a weekend. Like, oh, we're we what are you doing this week? Oh, there's a Star Wars movie coming out. Let's go see it. Maybe, maybe not. It's not important anymore. Got you. What do you think, Mo? Is is it? Is it the the proximity to the last movie, or is it the company that it, the movie kept in this like month of movies? Really, I think it's the company it kept in this month of movies. Like, if they would have waited probably another month or two, uh-huh. it would have been better for them. But yeah, yeah it's just it was a, a like because you got to think, Infinity War alone takes the whole month. You know, because it's, it's a big event movie that, I mean, you saw how packed it was in the theater when you first saw it. And then I don't know if you saw it a second or third time. Uh-huh. But those other showings were busy, too. Yeah. You it's know, so. Combination of 10 years worth of movies. Right. Yeah. And it, it, it was like, yeah, I, I, you know, I went to see it a second time instead of seeing Deadpool myself. And. Yeah. I rarely go see a, a movie twice in the theater. Right, right. But um, yeah, it's. I think if they would have waited a month or two, it would have been better for them. Um, the chick that Kathleen Kennedy got let go over it. Uh oh, the the head of Lucas Arts or whatever. Yeah. Films or. Yeah. Uh, what do you all think about the reception it may have gotten if maybe? The Last Jedi wasn't quite as divisive. Like, say, if everybody just loved. Oh, I think that would have helped too. Well, if if that had happened, do you think everybody be rushing to go see Solo? No, I think that divisiveness is just gonna affect the uh, Star Wars Nine more than than this this movie. Yeah, yeah I, I think there was there was a little bit of that same thing with with Force Awakens, and it didn't hurt Rogue One. That's true. Rogue One uh, technically performed better than Solo did. Uh, 
you know, by if you try to compare them. Not well, Rogue One had a strong female lead. Do you think that that was a significant factor? We don't need to see white 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 men in uh, movies anymore. People are tired of it. <laughs> like get rid of the white men. <laughs> Jeez. They're, they're, they've been held down for so many years. Why not just keep holding them down some more? <laughs> That's interesting. That's an interesting take. Because, I mean, obviously, you know, nobody's saying that you should have replaced Han Solo with a woman. But I, I, like, I wonder if it was, like, you know, a female-led movie in this place in the Star Wars universe, if it would have been... If that would have been a different thing. Like, huh, that, that's really interesting. Um, and just as far as the movie itself goes, like, I know you guys, you know, say, hey, it's a heist flick or whatever. Uh, d- does it have, like, that Star Wars feel? Like, does it feel like a, a Star Wars movie? Yes. No. Okay. Derek? I was I was I was missing the I was waiting for a big giant space battle at the end that never happened. Um, some great ground battles though. Not really. Like well, when he when he was in the in the in the in that battle in the first part of the movie in that mud planet, I had no idea what was going on or yeah, that's the whole or who point. they were fighting. Nobody he didn't have an yeah. idea what, what yeah, was happening. It was it's, it's the chaos it's of war. Yeah, he was walking it, to the left. If the Empire was fucking taking over a planet, that's all you need to know. And it, it's basically trench warfare, like you know, like uh, World War One. That's all you need to know. It's just you know, like I, I feel like Star Wars movies generally have an epicness to them, whether you love them or hate them. You know, it's like I feel like, uh, you know, Rogue One. I felt had it, and you know. I think whether you like it or not, I think the last Jedi has it. It just may not be the kind, like you know, it may not uh, manifest itself in the way that you were hoping for. But you know, what I mean, it's it's still there. Um, but it sounds like this this movie may not quite have that. Uh, is that by design, or you think somebody was trying and just didn't execute? It has it. It has the Muppet. Like people that keep other people down. It has what it needs to be a star. I'm telling you, it feels like reading a Dark Horse comic. Word. Word. It's interesting. I found it was interesting afterwards to find out that um that the Paul Bettany character was completely reshot. And that's and then like once you think about it, it's like, oh yeah, he was only in like one room the entire time. He never left that one room because they basically replaced that entire character. Uh, so I was like, that's kind of in- indicative of how small the movie was where they could do something like that where you barely even notice it. Hmm. I'm, I'm looking at the chat and Tiger Claw says, uh, Mary Young, I think it's time for a Lando movie. Uh, Big Man says... They really should have waited till Christmas for Solo. No, uh, and he also says no one listened to Tiger Claw. He is just wrong. Uh, I mean, I think you, like, that sentiment's already been shared in regards to Christmas. People should wait for Christmas, not not that Tiger Claw is just wrong. 
Well, well Tiger Claw is obviously a plant from other <laughs> other uh, networks. Uh, I, I I I haven't believed in Tiger Claws uh, since I saw him over on the Vogue channel or the VGL channel. Uh, I, I just don't trust him. So Got whatever it. he says, I don't trust. Got it. <laughs> um, what do you all think about a Lando movie? Is that something that should happen, or should should Lando have a bigger role in part two? If no. They, no, it was just right. They didn't. What didn't? Didn't everybody can be the R two D two movie, uh, a Greedo movie? Like I don't need the the Star Wars universe should be like the Star Trek universe where it's so big. Where they can, where they can just have something that has nothing to do right. with his story, but it's still in the universe. But they're not doing in Star Wars. Everything has to has to hook back into something that happened thirty years ago, fifty years ago, almost. Is it fifty years ago? It's a long time ago. Forty years ago. Hey, trust me, nothing would make me happier than somebody announcing some type of old Republic type of media stuff for Star Wars, like Star Wars. The old republic i think is like it's it's even though there's been a lot of stuff done with it including a friggin decent mmo and friggin all these books and comics it's like it still feels like an untapped resource in comparison to all the other stuff like a, a but old- anything they make now is not gonna be as good as anything you had because they changed it i don't i don't know that that's true for the old republic i feel like the old republic like, don't get me wrong. If you're like, hey, we don't want to tap into the stuff that came before, you technically speaking could make a new Old Republic and it might be just as good because it's more of a conceptual thing, you know? It's like so- somebody else could technically be like, hey, let's, let's make a movie about the first war between the Jedi and the Sith and it have you know it, it have nothing to do with the stuff that came before it outside of like some really like giant key concepts and it could be good it, but I, even I, then you know how it's going to end where it kind of screws it up where how, but i think most people don't know how it ends isn't it that ends. war even further before the old republic the the sith the Sith Jedi, the first Sith Jedi War. Yeah, well, when the when the original Jedi Order split. I mean, it it's it depends on what you think of as the Old Republic. I mean, technically speaking, I think they kind of pick a date and everything before it is the See, Old Republic. I, when I hear Old Republic, I think to to the games, to the the Darth Revan era. Yeah, but yeah, Darth. Darth Revan is definitely after. But you're the... you're talking about when there's still the the order of what Dai Bendu. Like yeah, Jedi. Like, like when you when yeah, like mm-hmm. like and then before like when you have the first people that J E D apostrophe D I. Yeah, and and, and they are, so are like, like I or dot E. Yeah, the J. J- like that, you could go that far back. I mean, don't get me wrong; you don't have to though, because technically, that's not the, that's even further back than what I was talking about. Like that, because that's like. But before. see, I would I would think that'd be more interesting because that's, that turns into kind of like a, a civil war story. Yeah, and but and that's what I'm saying. Like, if you go back to like that's literally people kind of discovering the force and figuring out how to harness it. And how some and people still interpreting 
what the force is and how it can be used. And eventually it kind of becomes it's before there's anything such as a light side, dark side. If you go all the way that far back, I was thinking, you know, at least if you do the, the Sith Jedi War, it's concepts that people are familiar with already in the sense that, you know, you have Sith and you have Jedi. And it's like after that, where it's become a little bit more defined, it's still like people more powerful than most Star Wars fans are used to seeing. I think they're in the right track with uh, like Solo and Rogue One, where they're kind of, you know, they expect you to know about the Jedi. So they just do their own thing with these other characters. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's more of what I want to see in Star Wars is like, yeah, I know there's this shit going on, but what's going on here? You know, gotcha. like they could create a new character with new a new story that doesn't have to, you know, you can reference the force and whatnot, but you could just tell a good story, sci-fi fantasy story. Yeah. You know? See, but solo doesn't really introduce you to too many new characters. I mean, there's a few new no, ones. I'm but... saying like the way they're making those movies that they don't, they don't have to have a lightsaber in it. You know what I mean? They don't have to have a Jedi yeah, and I... it's still star Wars. I saw one in solo. <laughs> hey, well, spoilers, man. See, I wish for me I I have no problem with watching other characters that don't happen to be Jedi or Sith in the Star Wars universe especially obviously if you're telling like a compelling story but I I won't lie to you like I I love the hell out of Jedi and and Sith especially and you know I I'd be lying to you if I like you know I I would not want to see more of those cuz I feel like Especially considering, like, I, you know, uh, I mean, we still, like, I don't, I, I guess, and this is, I know that we talked about this when uh, Last Jedi came out, but, you know, I still don't feel like the the lightsaber battles are, like, at, at that, like, at a particular height, even with these new movies. Like, I, you know, I, I kind of feel like we've peaked at, at episode one, almost. I don't know, let Last Jedi had a pretty good one. I you didn't like it. I, I didn't dislike it. I just it wasn't as good to me. I thought that was one of the better lightsaber battles I've seen in a Star Wars movie. I feel like if you if you see them side by side, one of them looks better. No, because like, you know, when I see lightsaber battles, it, it I see two people dancing. But in in that movie, that battle was was dirty and. Just more um, real. See, Even more so than Revenge of Sith. Yeah. They 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 took a pause to like dance battle like Fortnite in Revenge of the Sith. See, but you know what though? I guess and that might just be a difference in the like what you consider a good light battle. I feel like the dancing aspect of it is more like what Jedi fighting would be like. I mean when you 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 tapped into the force and you train all this time, it's like you the two of you are supposed to be anticipating each other's moves, and it's supposed to look like somewhat choreographed because, like, you know, to a certain degree, I'm foreseeing what it is that you're about to do. Not only because I've trained, but also because I I have this sense. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm using the force to fight you. So you know, I guess. 
I don't I don't dislike that aspect of it. So, but I could definitely see coming from Oz where, you know, when when uh friggin' Obi-Wan and friggin' Qui-Gon fight Darth Maul, it's like that fight isn't gritty. It feels like a skill. Like it only gets kind of gritty when when Obi-Wan gets mad. I mean, and even then it doesn't even really get gritty. It just, you know, I mean, you know, it gets a little raw, but you know, I agree with you. The 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 you know, I feel like the the last the last Jedi joint is a bit grittier. Even though I think Derek makes a good point too that I feel like there is some a lot more edge in the Revenge of the Sith. Well, technically, um, you're agreeing with me because in Last Jedi, they're not fighting other Jedi. Eh, maybe I like I think I was agreeing with you anyway, but you know, like or agreeing with that the fact that you like a particular type of fighting of lightsaber fighting that i i'm not as big of a fan of so like i like the more choreographed smoother looking kind of stuff so yeah but yeah that's it's interesting like we'll have to see what what comes next i know for me like i'll i'll more likely than not see um solo by the time we're on the show next week. Well, you haven't seen it yet. No, I haven't seen. I didn't get to see it. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I just I just spoiled the movie left and right. Then spoiled the whole blowjob thing. We were yeah, the whole blowjob part is gonna. You're gonna be like, oh, I saw that coming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Lando no, didn't. It, it's all good. It is all good. So, um, yeah. Any any final thoughts or, or last things anybody want to say about Solo? This is the end of uh, Star Wars. As a yeah, get out of here. <laughs> I mean, r- really though, do you feel like um, eighty-three million dollars? Come on, it makes you rethink they, that, the Boba Fett. Bar- they can they can barely uh barely pay for catering with that money. Come on, eighty-three million. That that's what this world is coming to, where a eighty-three million dollar opening is considered a huge failure. <laughs> Wait, so but no, but really though, is is episode nine? Does it like have its work cut out for it to kind of like stabilize the franchise? I don't think it, like Star Wars not gonna die, but it's like is is it like waning? Does it is, is it gonna become? I mean, you're, we are, or at least the sentiment before was that it already became a little less special because there's like more opportunity to see it. I think they learned a lesson from Last Jedi and it's not gonna take any kind of chances. It's just gonna be a a big by the book epic movie with big effects and lots of explosions and lightsaber battles and 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 no and no uh, surprises. I think nine if you take whatever Force Awakens made and whatever uh, Last Jedi made at episode nine is gonna make somewhere in there, somewhere between those two numbers. They're gonna go on a big apology. Somebody's gonna somebody's gonna have to go on a big apology tour, and they say, "Oh, we we've we without they're gonna have to apologize for last Jedi without apologizing for last Jedi. Oh, we we made a lot of changes. This is gonna be a we're going back to the original feel of of Star Wars, and it's gonna make people want to um." I want to come back into the fold, everybody that left. Kylo Ren better not have a shirt. That's all I'm saying. 
Yeah. He might he might he might get his mask back. They might give him his helmet back. He can have the helmet, but I need my Ben Swallow. <laughs> <laughs> Who's pansexual now? <laughs> you better chill out, Oz. Vaughn will stop talking to you. <laughs> oh, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna have those two making out too. Well, That's Kylo and uh, Ray. Yep, they're gonna be making out. I thought they were gonna make out in Last Jedi. I'm surprised they weren't uh, bony. Didn't they like brain fuck. Practically. Absolutely. She, she's watching them undress. Yeah, it's just like like Demolition Man. <laughs> With the helmets. Yeah, and the seashells. And the seashells. Look, I, he he was holding the towel after. I remember that. Cool. And she says no. Usually, that's what women say during sex, right? Only if you're doing does, it right. How does uh how does Ray continue to become a Jedi without any any other Jedi to train? Since she is the last Jedi. Look, same way Luke did. Luke spent like four hours training with Yoda. No, but he went back though. He went. They they cut out and yeah. he went they back. Cut, they after cut out. Empire. They cut out everything. They cut out everything you you couldn't see too. Wait, he didn't. He didn't go back because Yoda turned when into a ghost. When he went back, he died. Yeah, he went back to see Yoda die. Maybe she'll find a holocron. She knows everything she needs to know already. Just basically, what what Obi Wan told Luke in A New Hope. It's like, you know, your thoughts betray you. Use your instincts. That's it. That's all you need to be a Jedi. Just be open to the Force speaking to you. You're already Force-sensitive, so you just got to be a little more sensitive. Yeah, but Rey uh, way went straight to the dark. She didn't even, she didn't even hesitate. The, but that's, that's because they're gray Jedis. It's just Kathleen Kennedy doesn't know how to explain that. I'd be interested if they did use Grey Jedi. That's what they are. That's what they all are. They all have those traits. It's just nobody, you know, in this new era of Republic since Phantom Menace, nobody acknowledges those Jedi's, you know, so nobody knows. You know. Anakin, same deal. If he if they he would have just known that there's such a thing as a great Jedi, he wouldn't have become Vader. He would have been more about balance. It would have worked out better. You know what I mean? And then Luke, the same thing. Your father made a mistake. He doesn't know about Grey Jedi. I mean, well, yeah, the the part when he went to the dark too. That's not doesn't exist anymore. But again, <laughs> would have worked out better. Then you know, okay, they failed. Okay, well, Ray, you know, you you're probably a Grey Jedi. You know, Kylo Ren too. That's why you feel the call from the opposite sides, and you feel like going. You just got to meet it halfway. Have it meet you halfway. Boom, new trilogy fixed. Yeah. <laughs> Great Jedi's for everyone. Yeah. That every the fucking Qui Gon was a great Jedi. Was he? Yeah, that's that's how he was able to to master the 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 art of mastering life after death was a dark side thing that they were trying to do. That's why they and Qui Gon perfected it because he allowed himself to go not be too light. That's why they kicked him off the council. Yeah. And that's why he was okay with training Anakin, even though he was too old and too angry, because it's like he's a great Jedi. And then he died before he could explain that. Right. <laughs> Left it to poor Obi Wan. A- adding more, you know. Obi Wan is not a great Jedi, but he could have been if he wanted to. 
If that's the case, then Mace Windu has to be. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll learn Mace all about Windu, that in the Obi-Wan movie. Yeah, Mace Windu definitely would have to be a great Jedi because he was all into, you know, I don't trust him as a politician. <laughs> Word. Word. Mace Windu was on the Jedi assassination squad. Yeah, he was on X-Force. <laughs> so cool. All right. Well, Solo, in theaters now. If you haven't seen it, go see it so you can talk to us about it next week too you larry i wish you would have seen it so we could have done spoilers no no it we're not not doing spoilers because i haven't seen it. no yeah we are oh because i would have i would have done it just like infinity war i mean fuck it everybody who wanted to see it saw it with the other 12 people in the theater (laughs) see that's the main thing where i'm like obviously everyone didn't go see it so right but nobody those people that didn't go see it didn't want to see it i don't think that's true just like you you didn't want to see it i definitely wanted to see it it's like the messed up part was both me and Nia wanted to see it, but life, you know. So. Avengers four or or uh, Star Trek nine? Which one do you want to see more? Star Wars nine. Star yeah, Star Wars. I want to say Star Trek nine. Yeah. Yeah. So well, start start the Quentin Tarantino Star Trek is going to be awesome, but uh, yeah, Star Wars nine. I want to do Avengers four over that. Like if I can only get one. I mean, I, I definitely would say Avengers four too, but yeah. but I'm I'm definitely biased. <laughs> yeah, Marvel fanboy. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Or Aquaman. I don't. Uh, know nobody gives a shit about Aquaman. Even do. if Aquaman was good, I'd rather see Star Wars. <laughs> uh but yeah, yeah, it's, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it all pans out and and what the franchise decides to do next like if they make any changes to what's happening or if they're just like hey it was a moment in time you know well they i see that like yeah it had there has to be a bump in the road at some point right there's nothing really interesting coming out next week so hopefully it'll it'll make up a little bit of money next weekend yeah and i don't think it's opened in china yet but i don't think it's gonna open in china it you know chinese people in it yeah, yeah, it may not. I mean, I know that. Um, I mean, they had to do like the big campaign to like kind of introduce China to Star Wars, right? Yeah, and they didn't. They didn't like it because it's all about you know, rebellion against the oppressing force and all that. <laughs> They're like, the, the why are they? Why are these rebels fighting the good guy? <laughs> yeah, it's like, why are the bad guys winning? I know. <laughs> That's like, a weird movie. Like, these movies bum me out. The only one they like is, is a uh, Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, we kind of got them on the ropes now. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's uh, let's talk about uh, the hunt for Wolverine. Derek H, did you get to? Do you get to read that by any chance? No, I don't read comic. I told you, I, I, I've given up on comic books. There was a yeah. book Mo wanted you to read. Yeah, but he's not going to read it. He just said he gave up on comic books. We'll read it. Tell it to him. Nah. Nah. Nah, it's called Death or Glory, and it has a really cool car chase in it. Oh, like Gunsmith Cats. Yeah, but... Well, yeah, it kind of has that feel. Like, the the art is very, like... Not so much... It's not like Sean Murphy's art, where it's almost like Akira-y. But it does have that feel. Like, everything looks super kinetic and... 
the car is a a rebuilt Camaro Super Sport. You may have found your comic, Derek. Nah, but it's a lady, like it's a woman main character. Well, I'm not I'm not Oscar. She's driving it. She's driving the car. Oh, so she crashes a lot? Is that what you're saying? Oh, see, see what he did there. I mean, I don't want to spoil the book. Oh, don't spoil it. What's this called? Death and Glory. Death or Glory. It's what written by Rick Remender and who's the artist? You remember? So she she either kills you in a car accident or finds a glory hole, or both. When did Oscar get married? I didn't. I didn't know you were married, Oscar. I, I I never got to say congratulations. I'm not not officially married. Maybe November. I'm in law. You said you said on you said my wife. Wait, we've been on, getting uh, together Instagram. for so goddamn long. It might as well be. Like all we're missing is you know legality. <laughs> <laughs> when you say it like that, uh, I what? don't know, man. What? Uh, you said November, maybe? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. She's planning it. She's planning it? What's the Daysman set? I probably, I don't know. I just you told her go? tell me where to go and I'll be there. Can, can we come? Can you make it to Illinois? Maybe. I don't know. I thought you were like in North Dakota or something. You guys keep moving around. Yeah, on the run. That's how they that's how they stay off the grid. But Il- Illinois. Illinois. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> I just Man, I... found that clip too. Did you really? Yeah. Well, it was like a song remix. Yeah. Play it. You have it. Yeah. What? Right now? Yeah. Play it. Give me fifteen seconds. <laughs> fifteen seconds. My God. That's an eternity in radio. I know, right? It's like that's a... like two commercials. <laughs> okay, I found it. Damn. Oh, you want me to play it? Yeah, pl- dude, what? Am I not using the English words? Play it. Okay. <laughs> if it's, so do they, do they have to get married in a few months? Is that what, we're, is that what he's saying? Oh, Oz needs to get a citizenship? That's what it is. No, like, no you know, it's like, just, so it's There's certain situations that. where... Where the wife's parents say you guys better get married now. No, her parents aren't saying anything. Listen, and there's like a there's there's a, a nine month countdown before that date has to come. No. But while we're on the subject, damn quick guy. Illinois. Hey, all game. Illinois. Hey, all game. The Illinois. The Illinois. Where's London? Hey, all game. Big shot. Hey, what's going on? I'm, uh... Illinois. Hey, all game. I found a commercial where Scott has uh, erectile dysfunction. Oh, yeah. I remember that. That's good stuff, too. Is that... Is that, uh... Damn it, what was that? I forget the product, but we won't play that one this time. But that Illinois joint 
that's joint still bangs. I like that. Yeah. The Hunt for Wolverine. Yes. Written by Charles Sewell and pencils by David Marquez. Um, well, how, what would you say the, the premise or the plot of this book is, Mo? Well, in The Death of Wolverine, we find out that Wolverine is depowered and he got encased in carbonite. You're so silly. I'm sorry, adamantium. Uh, and, you know, Wolverine's DNA could potentially be worth a fortune on the black market. So there's a whole thing with people trying to, to either fix them or steal them. So they, they switch his body around someplace else. And then the actual statue in this issue tries to get stolen again. And he's not there. And then we we kind of figure out what happened. And then when they go to see where it's supposed to be, it's not there anymore. Now, didn't so, Wolverine show up in another story just randomly with, like, one of the Infinity Gems or Stones or whatever? I have no idea. I don't read Marvel like that. Yes. <laughs> the, right. Which, that that's definitely part. I know for me, it was like, I, I, obviously, you know, comic book storylines have a they, they play it fast and loose with how time works sometimes but for this book to come out like after you have like we'll read infinity that infinity prime storyline it's kind of weird so what's the deal be so they just say oh he's here we're gonna explain to you how he came back is that what's going on? Or is it like, uh, you know, misscheduling thing? You know, I... It, it very well could be six of one, half a dozen of the other. I'm not exactly sure. Um, I, there's a part of me that feels like Infinity was always going to come first. Or at least... Well, you know, yeah. I, re, I, I guess the right answer is I'm not certain. Infinity came out when it was supposed to because it was to coincide with the movie, the Avengers movie, right? Well, and this, that when it was Hunt for Wolverine isn't a single issue, so it it's not like it can't just be late. I think it was planned. I mean, it could be delayed. It's like it could have been meant to come out earlier and came out later. Maybe, but, but I don't see Jim Lee on anywhere on here. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, you never know. It's like, um, I mean, Charles Charles Sewell, um, who's writing this, is writing like half the books at Marvel. So it would not surprise me if he potentially could have fallen a little bit behind, even though I'm pretty sure Charles Sewell is known for delivering his stories on time. That's part of why he's writing all those books. But, you know, I mean, things happen. I'm not, I'm not trying to um, say that it's the man's fault. I just don't want to automatically blame the artist because I don't, you know. I just some... like the, the idea that I was right all those months ago when I said his death is not going to be final. I don't care what the fuck he's encased in. Well, nobody, I mean, nobody, nobody said that. Yeah, nobody thought that he was not going to come that back. That was the even, whole news story. It's like, Marvel oh, this is, a, this is a real death of Wolverine. And it's not an alternate Wolverine, and he's not coming back, and blah, 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 blah. And I said bullshit. 
Well, and no, I was they right. Say, they say he's not coming back anytime soon, and that that's true. I mean, he's been dead for like three, four years, right? Yeah. Doesn't even feel that long. It it doesn't, but it it, it was like <laughs> it's like it's and it's I, not I, even it's not even like some. Oh, they made some discovery or some technological advance, or Reed Richards came up with something impressive to bring him back. It was kind of simplistic the way he got taken out of the adamantium. Like yeah. that was that was the big deal. Was well, he's dead for sure because he's encased in adamantium and nobody can do shit with it. And then, oh look, this person did it this this easily. Well. I hear where you're coming from. Not easily, but did it. Right. The one panel is it's easy. I, I will say this. I know, you know, and uh, you guys know my relationship with Wolverine and how I feel like. Yeah, you hate him. No, I don't hate him. I just feel like. You're jealous he, of him. Feel, his stories are better when he's not at the center of them. That's not true. That, that's only because that means Cyclops is at the center of it. Oh, no, no. I don't want Cyclops. Well, I like stories with Cyclops at the center, but. I feel like, like, in a lot of ways, especially um, as of late, like some of the best stories with Cyclops and Wolverine aren't with them at the center. It's more with it's not with focused on either one of them, but it's with like both of them being about both of them. It's like you know they almost kind of have a Professor X Magneto type dynamic. How many how many books is Hunt for Wolverine gonna be? Like twenty. No, seriously, it's not like one of six well, or some th- shit. There's like like three tie-ins, three each title. Yeah, but like, I'm just like I, three issues. I'm just tie-in. talking about the main main book because they could do a hundred. It looks like tie-ins. it looks like it's gonna be like six. No, no, no. The the actually, I'm pretty sure the Hunt for Wolverine's a one shot, even though it's number one. But I'm I'm pretty sure it's a one shot. I like, hope not because it felt like a zero issue. Yeah, well, it it is a zero issue, and that's that goes to what Moe's saying in the sense that I mean, you you saw like the story basically splits off into like four different directions, and each of those four directions have their own miniseries that are happening. So, like Moses read, uh, what's what was the what's the title of the book, Mo? Uh, yeah, Fun for Wolverine, Mystery in Madripoor. Mystery in Madripoor. Like, that has four issues. But you can't a- you can't call this a zero a, a zero issue and number it number one and sell it for ten bucks. I think you can. Because all it does is set up. I mean it it does Well you can, but you're wrong. Well, I mean but it does like what a zero issue does. It's just numbered one. If it was numbered zero, you just be, you just said it feels like a zero issue, right? So you know, three ninety nine. <laughs> hey, and even then, I'm paying like regular price for a book, but it's it's got a few extra pages, so I'll let it go. Uh, how much was it? I, you know, I really don't know off the top of my head. I just told you it's nine ninety nine. Was that a nine ninety nine book? Plus tax, <laughs> man. Sheesh, they're getting you, Larry. I mean, they did. That's because, you know, like, oh, only because I friggin' love X-Men in general. And it's like, I felt compelled to read it. Um, wow, there's already uh, there's already an issue going for sale for 450 bucks. 
of this why what's special about it uh limited one for 500 real, real retailer incentive variant cover uh david marquez covered by adam kubert oh that's why really yeah. that's why yeah it says here cover price is 5.99 i'll get <laughs> you why are you why are you friggin all look you, you I was trying to practice that truthful hyperbole they've been talking about lately. Like, don't don't let that guy rub off on you, Oz. It's fifty-two pages. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, six bucks makes more sense, even though that's still too much. But um, but yeah, and so each six of the... bucks. I'm seeing four fifty. Oh, is it four fifty? Four hundred and fifty. Oh, no, I thought you meant the original was six bucks. No, well, the the same paragraph says cover price is five ninety nine. Yeah. Okay. Good. So, but yeah, so it splits off into like four different series. Uh, they have one that stars Daredevil. What's that? I can't remember what it's called off the top. It's it's called the uh, Weapon Loss. Weapon Loss, and it's it's basically Daredevil bringing together different detectives in the Marvel universe to like hunt for Wolverine and um and then there's another one that is uh uh basically new avengers right new right new right which is what that's the adamantium agenda I think right and then Spider-Man, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and Iron Man Right, which is yeah, the new event, like the first new Avengers, right, which had Wolverine on it. So there's then, a killer, the claws of a killer. Yeah, which is saber tooth taken, and I don't know who that is. What is it? Uh, Deathstrike. Yeah, late, I think it's Lady Deathstrike. I don't like her new design. Yeah, the costume. It, you know, like her look was so classic. It's yeah, hard. it's like unrecognizable now. Like because yeah. she could be, she's just a regular ass Wolverine clone now. <laughs> oh, then a... there's Mystery in Madripoor. Yeah, that's the one I read. Yeah, that was tight. And the <laughs> one with uh, with Iron Man is the Adamantium Agenda. Yeah, yeah, I said that. <laughs> you didn't say but... it right. Okay, got it. <laughs> but yeah, so. And so each of those are like four issues. I wouldn't be surprised if there might be a, a hunt for Wolverine Omega or something like that at the, to wrap it all up. But I don't know if that's happening or not. And so. But, I, you know, I mean, I will say this. Having read the first issue or reading Hunt for Wolverine, it definitely wasn't like how I felt reading the death of Wolverine. Like the death of Wolverine felt pretty epic from issue one. Even though, well, uh oh, you guys there? You have returned. The, yeah. Uh, look, we good. Wait, yeah, we're fine. Okay, just making sure. Uh, but continue to say, what kind of Wolverine do you want, Mo? I want my uh, fucking my unnamed Wolverine. None of that James Howlett shit. 
Yeah. None of that, you know. I like the old Drifter Wolverine. And yeah. you, know, you might get some of that because, I mean, Marvel feels like it's trying to go back to a lot of right. feel. When was the last time you had that Wolverine? Uh, About 2000. Yeah, about 2001. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's like they spent like the latter part of the 2000s. Like actually not even latter part. I want to say like maybe the majority of the 2000s making Wolverine like the school mom. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like I don't even understand why you would take that character and try to put him I mean, as I, I school. I'm not I'm not even mad at that. I kind of enjoyed that myself, but it was, you know, it was like okay, he's cemented as a good guy as opposed to that he's a guy working trying to atone and all that. You know, every, once he got his memories back and everything. And that's why I enjoyed um Origins because yeah. it took it back to un, you know some some told stories, some untold stories and then l- elaborated on that back in the day before he knew who he was, you know? Right, right. And that's and then how it was affecting him now that he does know who he is. Yeah. You know? So that was a good series that Larry didn't like. Eh, I don't know. I just I feel like I mean th- those stories are better Wolverine stories than some of the stuff that we we got in the 2000s. I but, mean the X-Force stuff was good, right? Oh, yeah. like that. But the X see that's the thing. That's Wolverine being who Wolverine Right. Is kind of meant to be doing what he does best and not being pretty exactly and and that's the thing where it's like when you make wolverine without the edge what is he really and i feel like you know no one has really explored that and you can tell the the closest i think you get is like like old man logan like old man logan and that's not even wolverine without the edge it's just a, a older, wiser Wolverine, like a guy, right. a Wolverine that knows when and how to use that edge, right? A, just like not like the movie Wolverine, right, <laughs> right, right. And so, you know, I mean, I, I, I feel like what I was gonna say before is that you know, though Marvel's become comfortable with having a lot of different heroes with like the same name or the same kind of premise around especially lately there's a big difference between like having two three spider-men two three hawkeyes two three iron men versus two three wolverines like and while there have always been wolverine clones i think there's a difference between like wolverine like the 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 actual wolverine and then having like you know, Laura, Laura, like X-23's Wolverine there and Old Man Logan's Wolverine there. Like, I feel like you can't have all those people, even if you even, like they just shouldn't be in like the same universe, it feels like. Right. With the original. I mean, maybe Laura, but Old Man Wolverine and it, it's weird. Like, yeah, that that's going to be weird when they're together. Yeah, it, it's like it's almost like how um, how the death of Superman was back in the day, and like when you had like 
all those other characters trying to fill the gap. It's like it was cool, but when Superman came back, it's like okay, well, all these people kind of have to disappear now. Like, even though technically they they have it because you know, there's a Superboy and and a well, I guess the, yeah, there's a Steel, even though current Steel feels like he has nothing to do with Superman really, and um, yeah. Eradicator and Cyborg Superman are a whole different too. So, yeah, I, I just kind of feel like, he, he, like you need to maybe send Old Man Logan where he was. And I mean, obviously X twenty three can still exist, but then you have like, she has her own clone. <laughs> That's <laughs> and, stupid. <laughs> and, and then you still have Deken around, and then you have like, is it kind of like I don't know, like is is Wolverine going to become Batman, where it's going to be like the the wolf the wolf family? You just have like Wolverine Prime and like friggin' six other people that do almost the same thing. Just going into action all together. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It, it works for Batman. I don't think it'll work for Wolverine. But again, what do I know? <laughs> so, I don't know. Like, I, I, like with that said, uh, Mo, would you recommend uh, Hunt for Wolverine to folks? Like, what do you think? Yeah, I would. Um, uh, you know, I read Mystery in Madripoor before the Hunt for Wolverine proper book, right. which which you can do. Yeah, but you know, if you read it, it's, I enjoyed Mystery in Madripoor better not reading the other one first. Yeah, because once you see him alive, then it's like, okay, why doesn't he just show up to these people? You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, why are they doing all this shit? You know. Um. So yeah, I almost wish they hadn't done that, but which means, you know, hopefully, you know, Larry, I know how much of a, of a fan you are of Charles Sewell. I am. Even though you never read Twenty Seven. Um. Read Twenty Seven. Yeah, you don't even know what 27 is. I do. Hmm. <laughs> like, you know, I know what it is. I just haven't read it. It's like 24, but in space. What? Because it's 27 hours? Yeah. yeah. Longer yeah. orbits? Yeah. You silly. You got to take a nap. It cuts in but, time. yeah, showing Wolverine alive already in that first one is probably going to make it interesting the further you go in. So I would definitely say read the first one first if you feel it. Uh, read the others. I know Mystery Madripoor I particularly like because it um, it has people that have been, you know, and I don't want to say touched by Wolverine, but there is Kitty Pride in there. But there's people that he has had impact on their lives, and they kind of band together to find them. You know, you got Psylocke, Rogue, Domino, uh, Domino. Yeah. You got, um, I know Storm's in there. Storm. Yeah, well, I said Storm already. I don't think so. Yeah, you got Storm, Psylocke, Rogue, Jubilee, and Domino. And I believe Kitty Pride. I don't know why Domino. Rogue's in there, too. Yeah, Rogue's in there, too, and Domino. Why is Domino? Because she has a movie out. She, yeah, and she's 
<laughs> that, that honestly, that's really it. I mean, they they kind of keep her in the dark for some reason. That'll probably be revealed later, and that's why you'll know that she's there. But yeah, it's and it's an interesting book. It's all about Wolverine, but he's not in it. Well, she's which on. is like wait, you're saying okay. she's they keep her in the dark, but I'm looking at her right on the cover. No, 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 like in terms of what they're doing. Okay. Oh, so like, she doesn't know. Right. That's what you mean in the okay. Yeah, yeah. So um basically, yeah, she's just she's the pilot. <laughs> yeah. This uh this book this book's like a, the inverted Bechdel test, like it's a whole bunch of women just talking about one guy. Well, to me it reminds me, you know, everybody, you know, if you go to film school, they always talk about that movie that's so compelling where everybody's just sitting around the living room talking about this dude that this picture's on the on the mantle and it the whole movie's about him but he's not even in it okay. and that's how, that's kind of how this book is it's written by by Jim Zub he's got a book on image right now called Wayward yeah. and he did Skull Kickers yeah he's a real good dude we interviewed him a couple times i think and then uh yeah i was when Skull Kickers got canceled i'm like man this guy's going to shoot himself or something but no here he is writing for a big marvel event yeah so yeah. Yeah, and you know Jim Jim Zub like writes Marvel books. I don't read Marvel books. Oh, man. so it's like I I read you know I'm reading this because it caught my eye. Yeah, Larry. I'm just telling you, like if that is your real name, barely it really isn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it's pretty cool. You know, they go over to Madripoor and go over like patches old stomping grounds and meet his friend and then they get ambushed because magneto controls madripoor and there's a super powered telepath and it's fun yeah so yeah i i recommend reading everything that says hunt for wolverine <laughs> that's a big investment that's at least 16 17 books i think yeah but they don't you know they, they come out once yeah i guess it's a weekly book basically if you follow everything yeah you know yeah for three months or four months but you know if that's all you read think about it it's just five bucks a week uh yeah that's true that's true so cool i i will say that um you know, I'm glad for the informational purpose of Hunt for Wolverine. You know, it set the stage. Uh, but, you know, I, I do, I, and I think you do, if you're going to, you might as well read it if you're going to do the Hunt for Wolverine thing. I, I will say, having the having had the opportunity to read um, some of the other Hunt Wolverine titles, they definitely pick up and were more uh, were more interesting overall. So, you know, uh, you're not gonna you're not gonna move forward, I think, and be disappointed. Like if you, as long as you're like okay, like you know, if if you read Hunt Wolverine and you feel like you're in, it's only gonna get better from there. So, word. Yeah, indeed. Cool. 
So how many reanimated claws would you give it for the first one, the the hunt for Wolverine? Uh I I give it like maybe three, three and a half. Claws. So one one hand. Yeah, exactly. Like basically one one fist. One yeah. hand and one Logan movie claw where it gets stuck <laughs> stuck halfway. Exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like it, I like it makes sense for Charles Sewell to be writing this, but I don't, you know, it, I don't read this and feel like, oh man, like, like he's getting ready to take us on a ride. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like I read it, like, okay. And I, see, that's how I felt when I read Mystery in Madripoor. You see, yeah, and that I believe. That like, I believe. the way it started, I'm like, okay, it's these characters that, you know, I like them in different degrees. And I've read them in other X-Men books in different degrees. And it really made me feel like I was reading some early 2000s X-Men book, like when Ed Brubaker was writing it, you know? Uh-huh. It made me feel like that. And that, that's, that got me hyped for the whole Hunt for Wolverine thing. Yeah, yeah. And then I read the one, the one that we talked about today. And yeah. and it was cool, but it's like I can't wait to get to the other ones, you know? Right. right. It's it's required reading. And that's, yeah. that's, that's the, the unfortunate part where it's like, you know... It's not, and especially when you're talking about like a guy like Charles Sewell is talented. He yeah. knows how to make something that is essential to a story. Like he he can take exposition and present it in an interesting way, or make sure it's presented in an interesting way through the story and what how he he and the artist collaborate. Um, but this book. This book isn't inspired in that same way. Yeah. Like, um, I know Weapon Loss is going to be the shit. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I'm telling you, the. Uh, I haven't read it yet, but. Yeah, no, it's it's like the first. I read the first issue and it's really interesting. Like, it's. It, and it puts together characters that you would not normally see together. And so, for that reason alone, it's like, wow. Like, you know, like I literally was like, I, I have no clue what's going to happen next in this book because and and it's not like it was like characters that i was unfamiliar with it's like i'm i'm intimate with all the characters and i'm, I'm i don't want to say who all they are because i think that that's a, a interesting part of the book too where you're kind of like get to see because i mean just just to lay the foundation it, it's literally daredevil being tasked by kitty pride to help find wolverine because she's like hey he could be anywhere in the world and you know we can use all the help we can get if you're you know if you're willing please help us and he decides to pull together a group of people that he thinks might help or be the best bet in trying to help wolverine and you know daredevil pulling together a team that's a weird thing in and of itself because that's not what daredevil does um but you know for his thought process to go ahead and say, well, if I'm going to try to find Wolverine and help these people, who do I need? And that that choice, like those selections, are really interesting. And so it's just going to be like, okay, well, you know, I'm look, I'm definitely in. So, but again, it's like that. You're not. I don't think I, I'll be shocked if anyone gets that feeling from this book, from Hunt for Wolverine number one. But it will set the stage for every other book. That is probably going to be better. <laughs> so, how many how many uh, reanimated claws would you give it, Mo? The the hunt for Wolverine. Yes, hunt for Wolverine. 
the number one? Yeah, number one. The one that says number zero? Right, that one. Yeah, I would probably give it about about three, three and a half, four. The yeah. art was good, and, and okay. like how it's, set, it's setting up, like, yeah, well, to me, you know, I give Mystery of Magic 4 five, dude. Like, that shit took me on a ride. Like, I, that's the first one I read, and I'm like, fuck, this Hunt for Wolverine shit's going to be, you know. I didn't even know how many books were in it. That's the first one I saw. That's the one I bought. That's the one I read. And I, I wanted to take a chance because it was a, a weird group of characters to me, yeah. you know? And um, and sure enough, it, it delivered. So I give that one five, but so I would give, you know, three and a half for this one. Yeah. And it kind of, you know, I, like I said, I, I wish I hadn't seen them alive. Yeah. Like, that. I, I, look, there's got to be something coming down the line that's going to, because that it's a shocking moment, you know. In it was well, supposed to be at least, and even in this issue, it doesn't see, feel that shocking. You yeah. Know? Uh, well, you and know. That, oh, go ahead. No, but like you know, you read Infinity, so that's. It's not just Infinity. That's the messed up part. Oh, uh, see, that's no good. Like, like Marvel has been doing like post-credit scenes in the end of like four or five titles, where you have Wolverine literally just like pop up doing dumb stuff and i understand that they're kind of trying to play off of like the movie but that's I, no good in comics i know you don't have to tell me it's like you, well i'll say this it's not that it's <laughs> i'm like larry marvel ass larry what are you talking about it's what? like you were about to say something negative and then you took it back real quick well no no i wasn't taking it back i'm just saying that epilogues are a thing in comics that are good but it's one of those things where an epilogue you know, sometimes it can be an entire issue, which I like, and sometimes it can just be a few pages at the end of the issue. But the fact of the matter is, is what makes it usually a, a treat is that it somehow either relates to the story that you just read and gives you a little bit of extra information you weren't expecting, or it sets up what's happening next. But if I'm reading Spider-Man, why do I care that, you know... Wolverine, like, you know, that 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 building that, you know, the fight or the, the, the leveled neighborhood that Spider-Man just left because he was fighting like Rhino or whatever, that Wolverine decided to, like, walk down that street and, like, pick up a brick or something. You know, like, it was dumb stuff like that where it's just like yeah. Wolverine and it's like it's it's, it's like the space pager. It's like it's well, it's not like the space pager because the space pager at least teases uh, the space pager is stupid. Wow. Well, see, I well, I like the space pager. But, I know you do. Well, look, the the space pager is no different than any of the other teasers that you used to get back in the day. It's just that now you're used to it. You're you know you're spoiled. That's the difference. Like no, it's just the idea that it's a space pager. Why wouldn't? Why doesn't that make sense to you? It's stupid. Like she left in the nineties. <laughs> Pagers weren't in color in the 90s. And they didn't have space pagers in the 90s. It's a space pager. You don't know what they had in the 90s. It's like, it's like you're telling me that what the part of it that you don't buy is that it's in color when when it's literally a Well, page. the fact that it's an actual that pager. Sent like, the signal into space. Well, you're assuming it sent the signal into space. It did. You, you don't know her. where she is. Yeah. You don't know. You got. You, you, how are you? How are you? Uh, 
deciding how it works when all you saw was the display. You don't know what it's actually doing. She could literally be in, in Canada. He literally just pr- picked up her contact info. And pagers don't work that way. Like, you don't use a pager to call a, a person. Like, yep. use it to retrieve a message. It's a how sp- you know this, this, is a, this is a special pager. So she has a, a, a space payphone in maybe space? She, no. Maybe she does. She has a space pager, too. That's not a two-way. That was a regular-ass pager. How do you know what kind of pager it was? It, it, it's not like it was off it. the shelf. It, it's, it's, it's off the shelf with, like, a, a fucking... A, a piece of a super soaker valve attached to it. It's it a, doesn't have a, a smart beep logo up there anywhere. It's a Cree space pager. Not being a hater. Look, there's no difference between that and, you know, I want to talk to you about uh, the Avengers initiative. There's, it's the same deal. Well, that, look, they didn't have a, an Avengers badge. Like, here, join the Avengers. And it's a nice little badge. Like, he just said it like that's yeah. And look, I'm sure he would have said it if he could, if he didn't turn to dust, but he turned to dust and he's like, last thing, let me just call this chick. See if she can. Yeah. No. yeah. Uh, if anything, like the life model decoy would have came out of the car and just flown into space together. That would have been shit. Hmm. That's interesting. I like I here's the thing, like. I'm trying to figure out. I guess a life model model decoy could do that, but I, you know, the white Nick Fury life model decoys did all sorts of things, including have sex with some of the girls. That's true, but you know, you, life model decoys aren't what they they are in the Marvel universe as they are in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Nobody like, is. You're. A, <laughs> that's fair, bro. Because, like, Nico's mom is in Doctor Strange. She is? Yeah. Where? In she's the Hong Kong uh, protector. Shut up, really? Yeah, and it's not the same actress, but it has the same name as Nico's mom in Runaways, the TV show. Oh, that's interesting. That's stupid. It should be the same actress. Exactly. Yeah. Um, We should do some news before... Before it gets too late, uh, you have that news music, Oscorp. You know. For... And now it's time for <laughs> comic book news. I love it. I love it. Um, what do you all think of Jamie Foxx getting cast as Spawn? I think it's okay. He's a good actor. Isn't he kind of old? He's gonna be under charred makeup. He he is older, but he's not out of shape. He's not gonna look worse than he did as Electro. Yeah, but I mean, what's he gonna look like by the third movie? Here's it, he's gonna be fine. I think he'll be healthy enough. But this my, motherfucker does like three hundred push-ups a day. Does he really? Yeah, that's amazing. Like he doesn't go to the gym. He eats right, but he's like, yeah, I do three hundred push-ups and three hundred sit-ups a day, and that's it. I, I will say this. I think uh, my my reservation comes in with, you know, I mean, I feel like if if you're not going to respect the Spider-Man mythos, you're definitely not going to respect Spawn. Hey, I saw a picture of Tom Farlane having dinner with this motherfucker. Yeah. But... So that means he 
if he doesn't respect it, that means that Tom McFarlane doesn't respect it. And if well, he doesn't respect it, who gives a fuck? That's it. It'll be a piece of shit. No, but 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 that's the whole point where it's like I've kind of feel like there's a difference between like, you know, random young actor or even like an actor of just like a good actor but of a lower caliber, like, you know, like trying to be Al Simmons and saying like, you know, hey, what do you think about this? And Tom McFarlane might be like, hey, you know, that's an interesting idea, but it's not quite in the character. Versus Jamie Foxx saying, hey, what about this? And Tom McFarlane, Tom McFarlane's not going to tell Jamie Foxx no. And then next thing you know, we have a friggin' Electro plays Itsy Bitsy Spider moment in Spawn. You know what I mean? It's going to be like, I hope you like jerky. And he punches him. I don't know what that means, but well, because his face is all jerked up. <laughs> I hope it's not that bad. <laughs> well, you know how Al Simmons look like. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I know he's burned. It, right, and wait, is is Todd McFarlane directing? Yeah. What does does Todd McFarlane know how to direct movies? Yeah, has he directed anything? Hey, ever. He directed Image Comics for a while. Oh, dude. Like, I don't know, man. Like, this feels like this feels like it might be a bad look. Like at this point, who gives a shit? I mean, we've been waiting a while for a new Spawn movie. Have we though? Yeah. Nah, I don't think we have. I mean, I feel like they were saying that there was gonna be a new one. Right. Like, but we've never been like, fuck, I can't wait till this shit comes out. Okay. No. I'll you know, be, like be. it's like, oh, maybe it'll happen. Oh, it'll be cool to see what happens. You know, but we're not like hype. You know, not clamoring for. And it. I guess, I guess that's why I don't mind that he's uh Al Simmons. That he's Al Simmons. Like I think, you know, I, I think if anything, he probably learned from his take on Electro to be like, you know what? Let me let me take some research here and let me. Let me see what I like about this character and what I can bring to it that to add to what's already there, you know? I hope he does that because, yeah. I, and I, I mean, obviously there's a lot more. Because I've mean, I, I seen him do that with, uh, well, we talked about him that, uh, a couple shows back where he played the violinist, you know? Yeah. Like, that was a good movie, and I don't, I don't think he added anything like, oh, I don't think he'd do this, you know? Like, who knows, but. Yeah. Well, those are I real mean, people too, right? They were playing. Right, but you know how it is. Bond's real to me too. Yeah, I hear you, and I, I guess that that was my whole thing. And but don't get me wrong, there's there's much more depth to the character of Al Simmons than there is to Electro. And you know, we might have gone off the rails a little bit because there wasn't enough there for Jamie Fox. Like he's like, hey, I need to make some stuff up because this guy's yeah. basically just a, a dude that shoots electricity and nothing else. And you know, and don't get me wrong, I mean. I do know he's a, uh, a, a bit more than that, but he's not much more than that. And so, yeah, so who knows? Maybe maybe Al Simmons will be, will have enough there that Jamie Foxx is like, okay, I can just work with this. I don't need to bring my, bring a, a huge twist to it, but. You think, you think Tom McFarlane's a strong enough direct director where he can, I, where he can uh, basically control uh Jamie Foxx, or is it going to be the Jamie Foxx show? I I think it, it'll be the Jamie Foxx show, but I you know I don't look. I I have no 
I have no faith in Todd McFarlane as a director. Like, you know, and it's not to say that it'll be terrible because, I mean, obviously Todd McFarlane's a creative guy and you could make an argument that crafting a, a comic is kind of like set, a, a series of setting up shots. Like, you can make that argument. I don't think it's the exact same thing, though. And, you know, the only thing that Todd has going for him is that you know, he has actually, like, written and drawn a comic himself. You know, which is not something you could say for every creator in comics. Or so, everybody making a comic book movie. <laughs> right, well, that's true, too. You know, and who knows? We might be surprised. We, like, because has there ever been another comic book creator that's tried to direct a movie? Yeah, Frank Miller. Um, and Dave McKean... But Frank Miller had a co-director, right? No, he did. No. Uh, he did the spirit by himself. Oh, see, that's that's not good. <laughs> uh, and who you said? And who? Uh, Dave Dave McKean. He used to draw Sandman. Uh huh. And he did a a Neil Gaiman movie called Mirror Mask. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that. Was it any good? Yeah, it was good. Oh, okay. Well, hey. Who knows, man? For all we know, Todd McFarlane has been secretly taking uh, uh, film classes all this time. We're taking those online classes you see on Facebook by Kevin Spacey. <laughs> he, he's been he's been using his influence to to get meetings with influential directors just to sit at their feet. For all we know, he might end up making a a, a modern cult hit. Or a friggin' cinematic masterpiece. So we'll, we'll have to see. He could definitely get Kevin Smith to help him out. Yeah, Kevin Smith would help Todd McFarlane. That's true. I'm so. not saying that as a positive, but not a negative either. Yeah, no, I, I like Kevin Smith and his. He could be dead in a week. Who knows? If um, yeah. <laughs> really? Oh. Like, you need a guy that doesn't talk, but just emotes. <laughs> Yeah. It actually wouldn't be such a bad idea for Spawn. Yeah, it would. Not once he spawned. It would just be... That's more for the max. Tiger Claw says, I heard that the new Spawn movie will be a horror movie. It'll be dark and gritty, R-rated, and Spawn is the main character. As opposed yeah. to who is the main character? Well, they were talking about doing a a, a Spawn movie with um, Sam and Twitch as the main characters, but then they did that as a show separate. Yeah, that never came out, right? Which is being... It's not out yet. It's it, being made by Kevin by Smith. By Kevin Smith. So, obviously, oh, cool. maybe he's he's showing Todd McFarlane how to do it. Yeah. Kind of feeling Kevin Smith cut back on his... Uh... And schedule a lot lately. That could be so. <laughs> he was hanging out with Teller today. And Kevin, what, what was that conversation like? I don't know. That's the <laughs> yeah. Kevin Smith and Teller. That's funny. Yeah. I actually uh, heard Teller talk once. I was at a. Yeah. I went to a, a Penn and Teller show, and afterwards they do like a meet and greet. Yeah, he and talks, he was just talks. talks yeah. yeah, yeah. My sister was actually on stage for one of their illusions, and he she said that Teller explained to her what to do. Oh really? 
Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you send, like, they're real nice. They're real cool to the fans. And, <clears throat> and I saw, if you ever watch the show Dice on Showtime, Teller comes out and he's talking throughout the whole thing. Word. But uh, Guardians of the Galaxy stars Dave Bautista is cast in the adaptation of Dark Horse Comics' very own Body Bags. How did he get to be the new Rock and not John Cena? Yeah, that's really well, weird. Look, I don't think the Rock would want to be the dude in body bags. I don't no. think John Cena. I don't think. At- yeah, I don't think he wants to either, because they're a face, like they're they're a personality, and the dude in body bags, he just wears a mask his whole the whole time. Like he's just a big brute, and then the girl is the, all the personality. Oh, okay. The end. Yeah, I, I remember that book. I liked it because there's a, a pregnant chick snorting coke, and then the dude, Batista, stabs her in the stomach. Oh, wow. No. Well, that's not going to be in a movie. No, I know. But I'm happy for, um, whatchamacallit, for Jason Pearson. Because he, like, he didn't even want to, like, he was about to kill himself, like, five years ago. And then a bunch of people, me included, talked him off the ledge over Facebook. And then, you know, we just told him, hey, man, it's not that bad. You know, kind of give him a little bit of support. And then he started talking about what it's like to bring body bags back because he was working on it. And then he got, I don't know, you know, he has his own new problems, his own demons, you know. I'm not going to go into that. All I know is that he was apprehensive about doing body bags again because you have hit girl and big daddy and that's essentially what body bags was back in the 90s so it's like did everybody would think it's derivative and you know we all said like yeah you know that's what they're gonna say but cause that's because they don't know and fuck them do it anyway you know so he's been working on the revival for it for the past year and, and now it's, it's in, in the movie works so, I'm happy for him. Cool. And Disney and Fox set a July 10th shareholder votes on the $52.4 billion deal. The government's not going to get involved in this? Probably not. Although, now with Disney, Trump might get mad. <laughs> and then he appointed the FCC chairman, too, right? Who, Trump? Yeah. Yeah, the last one. Oh, there's another one? Well, no, not necessarily. I guess technically he, you know, he replaced the one from the Obama era. With I can see, I can right, see Trump. That's what I'm saying. Uh, so he appointed his, who he wanted for the FCC chairman, right? Yeah. That's my point. And then, so, yeah, we might not have... We might not have this whole deal uh, go through. I can see Trump putting up a stink about it. I mean, he did it for the the other deal, right? Oh wait, was that was that the same deal with the which, which one owned CNN? Yeah, I don't know about that. No, he talked crap about uh, Bezos because he owns Amazon and the Washington Post. 
Yeah, but who who was Disney trying to buy before? Like I know it was Fox, but before that, I don't remember. But I remember like look, who hasn't Disney tried to buy? Right, right, exactly, exactly. So it's crazy, but yeah, we'll see what he does if if anything. But either way, it's like I like I, what, and I feel like in the what like week and a half or two weeks didn't. Somebody else try to come in and buy Fox from under? Yeah, uh, Comcast. Comcast, yeah, right. for cash, too. Yeah. Like straight out of fucking Pawn Stars. <laughs> like $100 bills right here. <laughs> and they're not on Ambien either, so. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see how they responded? They were like, uh, racism isn't a side effect of our drug. <laughs> Look, I took a I took a baby aspirin this morning. I woke up hating Jews. <laughs> I'm like, that's so crazy. So happy that you do that. Okay. So, uh, you can go on Netflix and see the first trailer for the Magic Order. I actually have some Ambien right here too. Oh, don't take it. Don't take. It. <laughs> you don't know what it'll do to you. But. uh that's yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, there's there's some ambient stories. I mean that that stuff is serious. Yeah, it's no joke, man. Like if you're gonna take it, you you better be get, going to bed at the time. Because if you if it if it kicks well, in and you're not already in bed, shit's gonna well, happen. If, if you're a light sleeper, like you can wake up and do shit on it. Like you know, it's it's not guaranteed that you're gonna sleep through the whole night. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah, you can get to start driving around. Yeah, like there's, I, I've there's heard those even stories. people that like they wake up and they wake up horny and they have sleep sex, and they live alone. <laughs> you know, like Dang. they end up going to somebody they know or something. Like you know, because your mind's working, it's oh, just the, your body's asleep. Yeah, the Weinstein defense. Yeah, <laughs> but that's how it is, man. Don't do that shit. Let's smoke some weed, man. So some exciting news for Mo, maybe. Uh, DC is trademarking the uh, the cliffhanger trademark. The hell you call it? It was an imprint, right? Yeah. So oh. maybe Battle Chasers. The nah. Stallone movie. Yeah. That, look, that's the logo for the cliffhanger. Um. But nah, no, I, Cl- look, Cliffhanger the, was an imprint like uh, right. Cow. It's like a owner creator, owner creator thing. Creator right? owned, yeah. yeah. It, it's it, it was within Wildstorm an image. Um, the thing is, everybody that was in Cliffhanger left because they couldn't put out their books on time and they didn't want to pay them enough. You know, so we're not gonna get any more steampunk. We're not gonna get any more. Danger Girl, because we already have Danger Girl on what was it, Dynamite or IDW, and nobody gives a shit. Battle Chasers, like Joe Mads got video game money that he begged for on Kickstarter, and you know maybe Umberto Ramos, he already finished, like he already did stuff uh, that would have been on Cliffhanger aside from uh, was Crimson and Out There. He did it on Boom. So it's like there's there's no I don't know. 
they don't have any they could bring the imprint back but they don't have any content so they could probably create new content that was not going to be as good because all the people i just mentioned were supreme talents in their field at the time yeah and i don't we don't have those people coming up now that dc could take advantage of i just really like the story because it it says dc comics is now publishing creator-owned comics as long as they're being written by brian bendis <laughs> right it's yeah i mean even like young animal is creator stuff from gerard way it's the stuff he wants to do but it's still owned by it i don't know how him with the rockstar money would do a deal like that like i don't get it maybe he just likes making comics but if he did, he'd do them like the dude from uh, from uh, Armory Wars. Like he just puts them out on Boom whenever he feels like it. You know, when they're they're ready, and yeah. they coincide with his albums. You know, yeah. and that's it. Like he he gets the fifty fifty cut. You know, it's like and they don't own his characters. Right, right. You know, or the dude from Whispers. What's the what band was he in? I don't know. But yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. That's on him, though. I don't think, like, I don't think there's any, like, because, you know, p- there's stories in the, you know, behind the scenes with Liefeld and Jim Lee and shit trying to, like, snipe fucking Joe Mad or, or Michael Turner from each other, you know? Right, right. And there's no, I don't, there's very, I don't think there's any artists like that now. Like, anybody working in comics now, even people that I see, like on Instagram, they're like, "Oh man, this guy can go somewhere." They're just influenced and redoing their style, you know. Like they haven't created that a new style of drawing comics yet. Yeah, like a signature style. Right, like everything just it, it looks like throwback to that, or or not not good enough art, <laughs> you know. Like yeah. it's sad to say, but that's just how it is. Like you look at a fucking at. Was it no justice? Like all of those covers? Yeah. They look like image covers from nineteen ninety four. That's true. You know? Yeah. And I'm not saying they're not good. No, no. It's, it's just, a... you know, it's like, yeah, it's, it, when you saw Michael Turner. Oh, I know that's Michael Turner. Right. I know so that's Sylvester's hair right there. I, right. He did the hair. He did oh, he had to have done the inks, and sure enough, he did the inks. Mm-hmm. You know? Danny Mickey. You know, like, even the ink stood out on those. Yeah. Because the pencils were so good. So, uh, yeah, like, that was the whole point of Cliffhanger is getting all those people fucking your, your Michael, not Michael Turner, but your your J. Scott Campbell, your Joe Mad, your Bento, Umberto Ramos under one thing, doing the stories they want to do. Your Chris Bacallo. You know, Chris Bacallo didn't draw like Chris Bacallo till he did, like, Cliffhanger, you know? Before then, he was like, yeah, he did do that style, like, in some of the Generation X and all that, but it wasn't, like, as crazy as as he got with Steampunk, you know? Then when he got back and he pissed me off and he did Ultimate War on Ultimate Comics, another reason I didn't like Ultimate Comics, (laughs) is, uh, then he's like, oh, all of a sudden people want Chris Pachalo to draw like Chris Pachalo? The fuck is that? You know? He didn't draw like that on Black Orchid for DC. Yeah. Fuck DC and Cliffhanger. <laughs> Mo- 
Bo is not for it. <laughs> Did you pick up Spider-Man 800? Not yet. I'm going to tomorrow. Uh, after you pick it up, do you plan on returning it? Probably not. Why? Well, apparently, when the book was solicited, they delisted Jim Chong as the artist, but mm-hmm. he didn't do the book because he's at DC now. So really? there, there's a, there's kind of an interesting story on. Are are they gonna let? Is Marvel gonna make those returnable because of that? Because they didn't tell the retailers. They didn't. They didn't say anything. About wow. Jim Chung not doing the book. Everything they put out was he was going to do the book. He didn't do the book. And at the same time, it's already on the second printing. So it sold out on the first. That's interesting. I know that they got uh, Stuart Eminem to do some of it. And uh, also, uh, the word on the street is that he's retired. Yeah. Well, you know, it probably was Jim Chung, and then they just put Stuart Eminem on it. They draw the same kind of. I think 800 was done by um, Nick Bradshaw. Oh, yeah, that guy's good. Huh. Yeah, but is the Jim Chung book good? I, would I mean, he should get his credit from what I've seen, because I've actually, I follow him on Instagram, so I've been watching him draw Spider-Man for the past six months. He's, he's good. And, uh... He should get his credit. Yeah, yeah but they think uh, people might want to return it because they thought it was going to be a Jim Young, Jim Chong art, and it's not. It's technically false advertising. That's true. I got to run to the shop tomorrow. That's really interesting. Well, it's, it's on a second printing, so I'm pretty sure that's all sold out. No, it sold out at the distributor level. Yeah, you not at the stores. You could probably get it on a shelf tomorrow. But yeah, much longer than that. Yeah, no, I'm gonna go tomorrow. Yeah, right I'm gonna go to a shelf tomorrow, and if I don't see it there, I'm I'm yelling at you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so fellas, I gotta run. Don't yeah, let, no wrap don't up music. Stop. Final thoughts. No, you sure? Yeah, yeah, we're done, man. That's it. I gotta go too. Shit. <laughs> I got a wife. <laughs> what did you make say? All right. Final thoughts. Derek H, give us some final thoughts, buddy. Uh, go see go, go see Star Wars Solo. And that's it. And also, uh, don't feel bad about Roseanne. Don't try to make other people feel bad about Roseanne. She got what she deserved. Where? I mean, I, I feel bad because I like the show. Yeah. It was a good show. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the show was okay. No, it was good. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein made some good movies, too. but Right. The Cosby but... show was great in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. I liked Roseanne in the 90s. It was a fun show. Yeah, a new show was along those lines. Although, I honestly, Dan made me laugh more than, more yeah. than anything in the new ones. And Jackie. Yeah. And Arlene, Final and Becky, and TJ, and Harrison. Solo's good. Uh, there's no reason not to watch it. What else are you going to do? <laughs> Moses Magnum, Final Thoughts. Larry, have you heard Wasted Talent by Jim Jones? 
No. Oh. You sure he'd listen to it? Okay. I'll do it. According to King of All Blacks, it's the best hip-hop album of all time. Oh, that's your king. King of All Blacks? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take a listen to it. I'm not a big Jim Jones fan. So I've never been a, a, a fan of his style, but I'll give it a listen. There's a lot of good music to listen to, though, so we'll see. Oh, for the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you all for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. Uh, we'll be back next week. In the meantime, please uh, check, uh, check us out on Facebook. Join our group. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Hit that Discord link so you can be in chat next time. Uh, but until then, this is Fantastic Forum, and we're out. <laughs>